Welcome to Sound Waves at St. Bede's, a weekly podcast of St. Bede's Episcopal Church in Los Angeles, California, a vibrant and inclusive community of faith serving Venice, Playa Vista, Mar Vista, Ocean Park, Santa Monica, and beyond. Each week, Sound Waves features the sermon from last week's Sunday's worship services. In addition, as often as possible, we share selections from the extraordinary St. Bede's music program update our listeners on church news, and convey the stories of our faith as we live out our baptismal covenant. As always, we invite you to worship with us at St. Bede's on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Additional information and directions to our church campus can be found on our website, stbedesla.org, S-T-B-E-D-E-S-L-A.org. Thank you for listening. May the love of Christ be with you today and always. When we last saw each other, the world was a little bit different. But a lot has happened since then. We find ourselves grieving with deeply troubled hearts. Our universe is again upside down and we are profoundly anxious, if not afraid. It feels as if a storm is raging out of control. Some in the human family have betrayed us because they are slaves to special interests and self-preservation. Whereas for others, we see the writing on the wall, the denial of the truth threatens us. We are worried and frightened for ourselves and for the human family. We are concerned, if not terrified, about the future. These are the thoughts and feelings consuming the disciples this morning in the Gospel reading. However, I imagine the disciples are not alone in feeling this way. It's in John's 14th chapter, which we hear this morning, where Jesus has begun to say goodbye to this world and to his closest friends. It's often referred to as the farewell discourses. The earth under the feet of the disciples is beginning to shift and quake. The disciples are deeply troubled by Jesus' declaration that he is about to leave them. From their vantage point, the disciples feel that this is one storm that Jesus is stirring rather than settling. Judas has sold out his faith to those lobbying for Jesus to be killed. 
And in doing so, Judas naively believes that he is securing his own future. Jesus has just warned Peter of his impending denial of the truth. Yet, Peter denies the looming denial. A little bit ironic. Sadly, all roads lead to Calvary and a cross. The disciples are worried and frightened for themselves. The disciples' concerns will soon be a reality. And then the terror, the real terror, terror will set in. A life without Christ being present in their lives, at least physically present. Is there anything you can do, Jesus, to save us and save the whole human family? Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you, says Jesus. I do not give, you, give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. See, I'm sending you an advocate, the Holy Spirit. Today we celebrate Pentecost. It is the day the church commemorates the gift given to us by Christ and through Christ and in Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Often in church, Pentecost Day is ushered in with great charisma and flair, and rightfully so. And we'll have a little opportunity to add our own flair at the end of the service. However, this morning's gospel reading offers to us a toned-down, if not somewhat sorrow-filled, Pentecost observance. This gospel reading during year C is very different than the other two gospel readings we have on Pentecost Day. This is Jesus' first statement in John's gospel about the Holy Spirit. And as you have heard me say before, and I'll say it again, context is everything. Jesus' gift of the Holy Spirit, that sacred bridge joining God through Christ to us, is given to the people of God amid our troubled hearts. Who doesn't need the Holy Spirit? That Spirit arrives during our pain and stays with us during and through the storm. The Spirit comes into our lives when we are dealing with the weight of the betrayal and the denial. 
First and foremost, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not a resource for mission and ministry. That's often what we equate with the Holy Spirit. And it's not wrong, but it is not the intent, at least in John's Gospel, for the Holy Spirit. Jesus' gift of the Holy Spirit is given to us to provide us with comfort and peace. Comfort and peace. As so many of you know well, and probably even know better than I do, raising a toddler is filled with a great deal of joy and peace. However, sprinkled in amid that joy and peace are a few storms that often manifest in fits of rage, unwavering stubbornness, and a healthy dose of tears. And that's just the parental response. <laughs> so true. Absolutely so true. In our household right now, one of the major battles being fought is what Lexi will wear to school. We learn quickly not to take issue with a toddler's fashion statement, so she can pick out basically what she wants. Sure, if you want to wear your beautiful white Easter dress to paint day at school, go ahead. I don't care. However, we do try to draw a little bit of a line, often when she decides that she's going to wear some lightweight sundress when the high for the day is around 50 or 60 degrees. Or she wants to wear a long, heavy sweater and long pants when it's going to be about 95 degrees at 9 a.m. in Rancho Santa Margarita. Now, currently, Lexi, you know, toddlers go through stages. Lexi is in what we refer to as the frozen stage. She is obsessed with all things Elsa and the Disney movie Frozen. The movie's most famous line is Elsa's signature phrase, the cold never bothers me anyway. So on that gloomy, cold morning when Lexi pulls out a sundress to wear to school, I recommend to her, why don't we wear this one? It's a little bit warmer. And she usually, usually sings back to me, the cold never bothers me anyway. <laughs> really? I pull out another outfit. Hey, why don't we wear this warmer one? And then with a stomp of her foot and a finger and a shout, she says, Dada, I told you, the cold nether bothers me anyway. Darn, I've lost that battle. I've lost this war. Soon after, we're heading out the door and find ourselves in a near-freezing car for our 30-minute drive to school. Now the cold bothers me. But Lexi is unrelenting. The cold never bothers me anyway. And I secure her into her car seat. 
And right before I close her car door, I quickly tuck around her a warm, soft blanket that I grabbed as we are rushing out the door. It's her cozy panda blanket, and it's her favorite blanket. I know the cold never bothers you anyway, I say, but just in case, just in case, the blanket is the gift she needs, even if she doesn't know she needs it. The blanket is the gift she needs even when she insists that the cold never bothers her anyway. The blanket allows me to keep her safe and comfortable during our long drive because my primary focus during those 30 minutes is to get us safely to school. And here is the magic in all frozen form. Rarely is the blanket removed before we arrive at school. Usually, it is removed only when the car has gotten nice and toasty, as she likes to say. The blanket offers Lexi comfort and peace, especially on the coldest and darkest days. Comfort and peace on the coldest and darkest days. As God intended and as Jesus articulates, the work of the Holy Spirit begins and ends with peace. Our Jewish, and Jewish brothers and sisters refer to this peace as shalom. And in Exodus chapter 21 and 22, we first learn of shalom through its root word, shalom. The ancient Hebrew word meaning of shalom is to make something whole. Make something whole. Shalom is not just peace that comes with the conclusion of a war or two individuals coming to find common ground. The peace of God is about restoration. Restoring others to fullness and completeness. In a world enveloped by the Spirit, no one is hungry nor suffers because of another's abundance or greed. In a community filled with Salome, the people of God are capable of using every good gift that God has given them. The foundation of every relationship is not our own needs, but is always the need of others. Our wholeness is dependent upon the health and vitality of our neighbors in this shalom.
And by neighbors, I don't just mean those we love, those we like, those we know. I mean everyone. There's this beautiful Eucharistic prayer that has been circulating in the past couple of years, and I actually don't know the origin of it, I, but I do think it comes from some um, Episcopal uh, liturgy that has been drafted by someone. But it really captures this essence of God's shalom, God's peace, and its ability to transform our lives as is intended by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And here are just some of its words. While Jesus lived among us, He stood up for women and children. He touched the untouchable, healed the sick, and welcomed those who had given up hope of being included. Through Him, we see a path not only to our own freedom, but a path to the liberation of the whole world. He taught us that it will not be in the brutality of violence that our world will be saved. Rather, it will be showing kindness to our neighbor and standing up against injustice and returning hate with love and in transforming one heart at one time. It will be simple. It will be the simple but holy task of dining together, sharing bread and wine, truly seeing one another as beloved by you. The extraordinary gift of shalom, peace, has been extended to us through the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. That is what we come to celebrate at this conclusion of the Easter season, is the gift that Christ has given us as He has moved on to be with the Father. He has not left us alone. He has given us an advocate, a spirit that will walk with us continually. And yes, the Holy Spirit, like Christ, will meet us where we are. Because we definitely do need to be met where we are. Because sometimes we don't get over that hill. But in meeting us where we are, we still have a responsibility to be co-partners, co-creators in restoring the world to a state of shalom. What prevents us from searching out and embracing God's vision of shalom? I think what prevents us from searching out God's vision of shalom is fear and indifference. Our fear becomes a barrier to us seeing the pain and suffering of others. Our indifference hinders us from relieving the pain and suffering of others. Now, admittedly, it is difficult to conceptualize God's vision of shalom because we have not fully experienced a world where there is no death or disease, no oppression or exploitation of others, no destruction toward creation. But just for a moment, 
In a world where God's shalom is fully realized, can we imagine and wonder, what would the church look like? What would our neighborhoods look like? What would this city, state, and country look like? Imagine our world if God's promise of shalom was fully realized. Imagine what our world could be. Our journey toward true peace, a peace that passes all understanding, begins with us embracing God's gift of the Holy Spirit. That is what we commemorate this day. That is what we live into this day. And not just this day, but throughout our Christian journeys. There's God, our Creator. There's Christ, our Lord. And then God and Christ gave to us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be with us, to walk with us, to be our advocate in this day and the days to come. We are called to embrace the Holy Spirit. And at times, we will protest. We will rage. And we'll cry. We'll say that we will not be bothered. We'll walk away. We'll slam the door. And we will cry once again. We will do our best impression of our three-year-old selves. Then the Holy Spirit, God bless the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will embrace us. Embrace us with that warm, cozy, toasty love that is God. God's shalom. That peace that will restore us to wholeness. The Holy Spirit will cover us and we'll simply hear just in case. Just in case. Amen. Thank you for listening to Soundwaves at St. Bede's. If you want to learn more about St. Bede's, we invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Bede's LA. If you like Soundwaves, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Our worship services on Sunday are at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome at St. Bede's. Additional information and directions to our church campus can be found on our website, stbedesla.org, S-T-B-E-D-E-S-L-A.org. Thank you again for listening, and may you be blessed this day and every day by God's unconditional love and eternal grace.